Welcome to the Finding Joy podcast. We are shining a spotlight on the joy that exists in the lives of people all around us. I'm Jerry, along with Rob and Benji. Oh, hey. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> on this episode, we travel to Sonoy. Which that's, I believe that's how you're supposed to say it. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out for sure when we get talking with Tyson Moore. Tyson Moore is the guy we're talking to today. He's a guy that I met through the local artist spotlight a few years back. Just a great guy, singer, songwriter, musician. He's also a worship leader at his church. But there is more to Tyson than music. It's kind of like our station, the Joy FM. It's more than music. And he is a maker. He works with wood and other materials. He has these really cool videos, too, that he's put on Instagram. He's got over 84,000 followers on Instagram, which is incredible. And he's also online at TysonMoreBuilds.com. And also, he is a teacher. He teaches Bible at a Christian school. Also a soccer coach at that same school as well. In between all of that, he has time to raise a family. He has three girls, and they just adopted a son. And that son's got a really great name. Yeah, we'll find find out about that later, too. But most importantly, and I'm sure Tyson would agree with this, he is a Christ follower. Mm. Tyson invited us out to his shop, which is his garage at his house, to chat while working on a special project. Tyson, thank you for inviting us to your shop. Hey, which, it is my pleasure. Which is your home. It too. is my home. This is just my garage. <laughs> roll out of bed, roll into work. That's right. That. Here yeah, we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tyson is somebody that I met. I guess it's been a few years yeah, yeah, back. It's definitely a few years. Yeah, for sure. And you were part of the local artist spotlight. That's right. Tell us the name of your album again, because it was full album that you yeah. had. Yeah. So I was on the local artist spotlight. I think season two. Yeah. And it was called "This Is My Hope." That's right. And we did the interview in the station there. Since then, Tyson and I get together about once a year That's right. for uh, for lunch. And I started seeing he had a bunch of followers on Instagram. And then it got to be more and more and more. <laughs> and it was not for your music necessarily. Right. But I, I mean, the it, it sort of blew up with what you do with woodwork. And um, I mean, you work with other materials too. So... How did that happen? Was that just an organic thing? Yeah, to be honest. So back whenever we first met, I was working at Chick-fil-A's home office there. Right. And that's what I was doing nine to five every day. And my creative outlet was more used to writing music and serving our church in that way. But then I got a job being a teacher at Trinity here locally. Whenever I was a teacher, I didn't have as much time to songwrite. So I started devoting more time to my hobby, which was just woodworking. Because in some ways, woodworking is really a great way to kind of plan something and then see the results. Whereas when you're a teacher, it takes a long time before you see any results. So I can come out here and measure something and cut it and it will be that. Yeah. And so it was just kind of like a way to kind of relax and get my mind off of things. But then I started posting some pictures on it on Instagram and then gathered a few more tools. and, And then before you know it, it turned into a pretty decent little side gig that we've got going on here. Yeah. Over 81,000 followers Something like now. that. <laughs> wow. That's it's pretty crazy. amazing, man. So the tools today, your source for industrial cutting, and we'll get a picture of this and put it in with bonus material. And underneath it says Tyson Moore Builds. What is it? Is it but I'm seeing tools today and other stuff too without the Tyson Moore. Is that the company that supplies your tools? Yeah, so for uh, the tools today was an interesting relationship that started this year, 2019. Actually, you know, it backed up to 2018. And um, they're a company that provides uh, industrial cutting tools like saw blades, CNC bits, and uh, 
router bits and stuff. And so I reached out to them through Instagram. And now there's a really great relationship that I have with Tools Today on a monthly basis where we just work together on small projects. And You said that you were at the Chick-fil-A home office yes, full time. That, that's right. And then you got a job teaching. That's that's a huge leap. There's more to that than just a sentence. How, how did that transition happen? That's, that's very good. So whenever I uh, went to school, I went to school for uh, biblical studies, and I wanted to be in the ministry, specifically worship ministry. And that was what kind of inspired the songwriting. But then whenever I started to do the album, I kind of realized that like it was more like something that I needed to get out and get delivered. But then the... I guess the desire to do that as my vocation kind of started to fade. And I'd always wanted to teach uh, Bible because of a 10th grade teacher that had a really big impact on me um, as a Bible teacher. But I didn't go to school for education. So I had a problem. Uh, But then my principal, current principal, had a Bible teaching position open and said, hey, this would fit your degree if you'd like to come over here and teach Bible. But that was going to be a huge pay cut and, you know, moving from you know, the solid state of Chick-fil-A and how great they are to a contract position um, year to year. But uh, Sarah and I talked about it and we just talked about how I desired to to try that. We took a leap of faith and I haven't regretted it one bit. I mean, you give up having that awesome food every day, but <laughs> I also get summers off. So yeah, that's true. You get summers off. And they've got a cafeteria there, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, 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 so that's actually where I worked was in the cafe. So you, you're teaching... Right. Biblical. How many years have you been there now? So I've been at the school now. This is my sixth year. And you don't just teach. That's right. So I teach a Bible class uh, and I've got 102 seventh graders every year. So at this point, I've taught like 600 kids in this area, which is so crazy to think about. And they're awesome. And so my class is a just an overview of Old Testament, New Testament. We go from August to May, Genesis to Revelation. So it's flying. Wow. But it's a it's it's a lot of fun. And in the spring, Actually, coming up here in a couple of weeks, I start my soccer season, and that will go from January till about April. Where wow. do you coach? I coach at the Trinity at, okay. at the same school. Yeah. So I te- I coach the middle school guys team. So, so were you a soccer player growing up, or uh, I was during like middle school and high school, uh-huh. but not professionally by any means. Okay. They, it was basically when I got hired, they were like, "Oh, you like soccer and you played soccer? You're coaching soccer." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yes." But it's actually been really good since then. So I've, I've really enjoyed it. You've got a big family, four kids. That's right. Now, three biological children. That's right. Three and, girls. Uh, and recently you've had a story from fostering a child and now he's yours. That's right. We just adopted in June and his wow. name is Benji as well. So I like that name. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a nice ring reason. to it. Yeah. 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 So we had uh, two biological girls, uh, Macy and Callie, and then we decided to foster. And uh, over the period of about a year, we had two separate foster placements uh, who stayed with us about six months each. And then they went transitioned back into their families. And it was during that time that we found out that we were going to have our third biological girl. And so we kind of stepped away from the fostering for a couple of months and said, you know, we're going to focus on our family here. We had Elsie Kate. uh, And then three months later, we had a call about another child placement and we said no. Uh, honestly, just because we were running out of room. We just had a three-month-old. Um, but Sarah and I talked, late, a couple days passed, when we were just like, man, we just feel like we should have said yes. Even though it would have been super hard, we should have said yes. And so, uh, long story short, we called them back up and said, is there is, is Benji, or his name wasn't Benji at the time, is, is Gavin still uh, available? Do you still need somewhere for him to stay? And they said, yes, everywhere we've called, they've all said no. We have nowhere to place him. So we said, we'll take him. 
and we had no idea that he would end up being our son forever. Mm. So, wow. <laughs> so he, he was with us for about a year and a half, uh, almost two years. And then, uh, the adoption went through in June. Mm. So yeah, we're, we're excited. Wow. I, I have a son now. Yeah. <laughs> wow. What would you say was the center of all of that decision making? Because those are huge decisions. Yeah, you're right. So, well, as a Christian, obviously we, we want to, give and show love and demonstrate the way that we've received love from Christ. So we, we felt in some ways like it was our duty. Now we know that not everyone is called to that and don't obviously expect everyone to be foster parents. We honestly didn't think that we ever could, but my mom actually worked uh, for defects and has her whole entire career. So I kind of grew up around it and uh, we just went out on faith and and said, you know, we're going to try to do this. And it was hard. It was really hard. Um, but at the same time, it was so rewarding. It taught us a lot about ourselves. It was a sanctifying experience. At the same time, it helped our girls uh, grow into the to the young ladies that they are becoming uh, because they're growing up with just having to be flexible and also giving and sacrificial. And so it was, it, it's really good. It was hard, but it was good. But uh, to answer your question, Jesus was obviously the center of all that, that decision-making. He had to be. Otherwise, we were kind of out of our minds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where did you grow up? Did you grow up in Sonoy? No, I actually okay. grew up in Williamson, which isn't too far away right. from here, near right. Griffin. I uh, grew up there, and then we actually moved to Sonoy uh, about nine, eight or nine years ago. And the reason that we did is because I'm also a church planter. So our, our pastor and myself and another um, of his brother-in-law, we, we were working together with a team to plant a church here in Sonoya. So that's what we did, and we're going to be celebrating our 10-year anniversary wow. next year. Wow, that is amazing. Yeah, Which yeah. church have you So know it's me? called Sovereign Hope Church, and okay. we're just right here on 16. It's just a small church on a storefront, and we've been just trying to faithfully follow the Lord uh, for the last decade almost. And uh, that's where I actually lead worship. I'm the worship pastor and an elder there as well. And the really neat thing is that our pastor is actually the principal at the school that I work oh, at. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's not the same. The church isn't affiliated with the school, but it just happens to be that we as pastors also work full-time elsewhere. His was the uh, principal position. I was at Chick-fil-A. And then he found that position and let me know about it. So, wow. Yes. How has it been balancing You know, all of this? You've got the church. You've got your teaching. You're balancing all of that. You're right. It's, so it's, it's kind of it's difficult. Uh, it, I'm just like anybody else. I'm tempted all the time to place my joy or to place my focus on things that aren't really eternal. Right. So I've got, you know, the woodworking stuff that we're, that's a huge part of my side life. Um, at the same time, like I, I can't put too much focus on that. Right. Cause then they're sacrificing that time with family. It's about just trying to keep priorities in mind and always reassessing that there's a quote that I've actually carved out and put up there on the uh, on the shelf there that says only one life will soon be passed and only what's done for Christ will last it's a quote by CT stud and so I just carved it out and put it up there so that as I'm working whether it's a woodworking project or a school project or doing stuff for soccer uh, or raising my kids I'm just trying to always keep in my mind okay I've only got one shot at this and only the stuff that is done for Christ will last for eternity so let me make decisions accordingly And I'm not great at that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a daily struggle yeah. to like Work in readjust. Progress, huh? That's right. That's right. Are we all? You know? yeah. yeah. Now you you being in Sonoy for the last nine years, you certainly have seen the oh, growth yes. here. Oh yes. Especially with the TV show, The Walking Dead. I oh, mean, yeah. what's it been like seeing all of that change? Uh, it, well, the good thing is that we got in before the housing shot up. So oh, we yeah. we were able to get in. We got a great deal in our home, and it's just perfect for us. Just a little small place. Uh, but now if we tried to move anywhere else here, it would be impossible because 
the movie industry has brought so much revenue to the city, so much tourism, and the housing market has just shot up. So we're kind of landlocked in here, which is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. We couldn't move anywhere else locally, but we're very thankful to have come in at the exact time. Our church plant was here for the majority of that as well. So we've just been watching uh, this growth unfold right in front of us, just yeah. right down the street, less than a mile away. Wow. So the <clears throat> film industry, does it interrupt your life very often or, or well, I will say people around walking walking down the street you, you know you're joking but that's actually true uh, there have been many times where we have gotten in the car especially when our children were younger uh, we would be driving down the the road and there would be what they call walkers just these people that were dressed yeah. up like zombies walking up and down the street that's so funny and try raising a little kid you know driving down the street <laughs> oh with gosh, zombies walking around <laughs> but now it's just makeup it's honey. totally normal it's right. like uh, in fact we saw it it's kind of strange but we actually saw a wedding uh taking place down by the sonoya coffee shop that were the whole theme, I guess, was Walking Dead. They they had they had their brides and groomsmen like kind of zombied out. Yeah, blood oh and just walking around. It was very crazy. Oh, so man. the things you see. Yeah, yeah. I've got to ask you. You've been here nine, ten years. That's right. I've heard this already pronounced two different ways okay, since we started we this, and I know I've heard people say it like it's almost spelled S N O Y Snoy. Right. You say it Snoy. Sonoy, Sonoya. Right. Is there a preferred, an official way of saying there, it based on actually how the town wants it there said? There is. So the, the town calls it Sonoy. Uh, they, they can tell whether or not you're from here or out based off of how you say it. It's definitely spelled Sonoya. That's yes. what it looks like. Mm -hmm. So when we came here, that was one of the first things we had to adjust. Like it's like when you go to Chick-fil-A and you work there, you got to transition from saying you're welcome to my pleasure. Yes. Right. Here it was like Sonoya to Sonoy. And it was very difficult, but you it was good. You get banished from okay. the town if you don't say Sonoy right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's right. We're going to have you do a little project here for us yeah, right. here in a moment. I gave you a picture of our logo and I, yeah. I think we're going to try to cut that out. Yeah. So here. basically here in the shop, I've got uh, a, just a couple of tools and that's what a couple kinda, of tools. Just <laughs> a few. It started off to be honest, like it all started off with my, my dad and a jigsaw like yeah. as a kid, he gave me a jigsaw and it was like a relatively safe tool to use. You can kind of cut any shape. And so I, so this has been a lifelong hobby. It, for it has. And so when I was a, in like in middle school, you know, I was building catapults and all that kind of stuff to <laughs> yeah. do. I mean, I was just built or when I got in the skating phase, I was building my own half pipes. And nice. so it, the jigsaw has kind of just been where it all started. And so just basic builds. But as I've moved into the house and, and expanded the hobby, I picked up a table saw, which is invaluable for what we're doing here. And then the thing that we're actually going to use today is called the CNC. It's basically a computerized router that oh, wow. uh, works Indeed. with code that you program in software. So yeah, Benji sent me the logo for the Finding Joy, and I loaded up in the computer, and we'll see how it comes out. Cause okay. I'm, not, I'm not exactly sure. It's All always right. a gamble, but as long as the user programs it right, it'll turn out right. Okay. But there's a lot of user error. Okay. <laughs> with yeah, the and, and you've got some really amazing videos that you put on your Instagram that... Um, Hopefully we're going to capture some footage. Of yeah, so I'll do that too. whenever the CNC's running. I'll pick up the camera and try to film All some right, of that. All right, so do we want to go ahead and yeah, uh, so what I'll do? Right. Yeah, so I'll make one cut on the table saw, and then I'll take this over here uh, to the CNC, and I'll get it set up. It'll take me a few minutes. Okay. And then uh, download the file, and then we'll just watch it and see what happens. Okay. okay. Right. Okay. Now what I'm going to do 
Ready. Let's do it. We're rolling. I really like this. It's like a cliffhanger in the middle of a podcast <laughs> yes. episode. Will the project turn out? Will Rob develop frostbite? Because I don't know if you could tell, the door to the garage, the workshop was open, and it yeah. was raining out there. And yeah. Rob, uh, did you, you didn't even have a jacket on. I didn't on, have a did jacket. You? Thank goodness I had a thick sweater on. Because it, it, you know, it was chilly for Georgia weather. But all of that coming out, how the project turned out. And we'll get to know a little bit more about Tyson as well. Now, last time, we had talked about a brand new podcast that was coming out through the Joy FM called Off Air with Carmen. But if you subscribe to our weekly newsletter, Joy News, you'll find out more information, not just about the Off Air with Carmen uh, podcast, the Finding Joy podcast, the Jewel Show podcast, but so much other stuff that is going on here at the Joy yeah, FM. events. We've got Absolutely. lots of events going on all over the place. Right. And also our weekly devotion called The Moment of Joy. And it's just a way to uplift you as you continue your walk with Jesus. So if you want to find out more about Joy News, you can hit up our website, thejoyfm.com, and sign up. And you are even entered to win a prize when you sign up for Joy News. That's right. So go to the features section at thejoyfm.com. Just make sure you're selecting Georgia when you get there and sign up for Joy News. Have you ever said the idea just hit you out of the blue? I'm Jules. And on the next Jewel Show podcast, my guest, Alex Abraham, had that literally happen to him. A kid was driving on the road and crashed into his truck. And that gave him the idea to start the ministry Pedal Forward. Some kids with two different size wheels on their bike, some kids walking with those kids. And I think that was just like the thing that made me realize that let's do this. To hear more about how God is using Pedal Forward, go to thejoyfm.com slash jewels. We're waiting on the logo to dry right now, but this is this something that you do for for people like I locally? Yeah, and, so uh, generally I do, since this is just a hobby and I work all the time, uh, I'll do projects like this for friends or family. They're like, hey, I've you know, got a sign for a, uh, a welcome home sign for a, yeah. somebody moving into a house. I'll make something for them. I could go down the market of like making signs and selling them. I just don't think that I have the time to actually mm-hmm. do that. So right now I kind of control what projects I take on and really just pick things that are going to be fun and interesting. Right. So when you're like, hey, let's do this interview and can we carve a thing? I'm like, absolutely, let's do it. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. And you used other materials besides wood, too. You actually did oh, one yeah. of your recent videos right. uh, is a sign that we saw that is, you know, just to look at it, it looks like something that was manufactured and like mass manufactured yeah. maybe, but it, I mean, that that sounds like an insult maybe. But No, no, I, I get what you're meaning. It's, and it's, it's, yeah, it was made out of acrylic. Right. It's the first time I've ever worked with acrylic, but with the CNC machine, you can literally... As long as you have the right bit that can cut the material that you're working with, you can cut anything. Yeah. So I uh, have a couple of bits that are specialized for cutting acrylic, and we just went with it. We had a, a quick deadline on that sign to get it done by the holidays and designed something on the computer and cut it out. And again, by God's grace, it worked the first time. That yeah. usually doesn't happen, but <laughs> drop those pieces in there, and then we installed some internal LED lights so it turns on, and it's That's basically a, a light yeah, box sign. Is. Yeah, so yeah, I could definitely make something like that for like a company or a business or something to have outside. Now, music. <laughs> I, I know that you're still involved with uh, leading worship at your church plant, but w- what's going on there? Are you, uh, you you think you'll write and record any music at any point in the future? I definitely need to. 
Uh, songwriting is one of those things that gets better with practice, and I'm out of practice. Uh, I I was very very focused on it whenever it was uh, getting ready to produce that album. I definitely need to still be writing. I just don't often make the time. It's like any other discipline, like yeah. work, working right. out or eating. If I would make the time, then I could write more songs. And yeah. so it's a great way for me to serve my church. Uh, so I've actually been challenged uh, just recently and part of my 2020 vision casting is to get back into songwriting. I don't know if I'll ever do another CD, but I'm very thankful that I did because now, uh, believe it or not, it's actually a great way to, you know, you just get a little QR code, have it on Spotify or something, and right. you meet somebody the grocery store or whatnot, strike up a conversation about, Hey, you, you like music? Like everybody likes music. Hey, just check this out. Take this card, download it for free. And I have no idea how the Lord's using it, but I pray that it's, you know, serving, providing hope and bringing joy wherever it goes. That's awesome. Part of that making time though, <clears throat> to make time for the songwriting and there are only 24 hours in the day. That's you either right. got to give up sleep <laughs> or, or one of these other activities that we've been talking you're right, about. You're right. You're right. You're right. And when you weigh, how do you how do you do that when 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 you decide if you're going to take on something new or or you're going to do something or you're going to do a project how do you weigh the best use of your time especially given the quote that you had mentioned right exactly a, a little bit ago i think the biggest thing right now is that i i probably could if i worked hard enough go full time with with woodworking but the thought of i don't know about you guys if you have a hobby or something you enjoy the thought of then it being the source of your income and yeah. the pressure that that brings on would rob that joy away. Yeah. Mm. So for me, woodworking is something fun. Like I said, that can pre produce some measurable results relatively quickly. Um, so I don't want to do this full time. So to kind of answer your question, I'm free to now take on whatever project I want because it's not feeding my family. Yep. Likewise, because my job at school is providing for my family and is a passion of mine, um, I'm able to give 100% there uh, on a daily basis. Like So Bible teaching and planning, that's where my mind is usually all day long every day. But because I'm a teacher, I have periods off. Um, and so there's different times where I'm able to kind of segment what I'm focusing on. Right. Um, it's been a little bit more challenging whenever you're working with companies or something that have deadlines. It's like being back in school with papers being due and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Things have to obviously adjust, but I don't want to make a lot of cool signs and a lot of cool woodworking projects and then look around and my kids are grown up and gone. Right. Mm. So like, mm. that's something too. like keeping in mind, like only one life will soon be passed. Like all this stuff that I make, I just kind of keep it in perspective. This is cool. It helps me bring me joy at the same time. Wood rots, things go away. So keep that in perspective. Yeah. Uh, these tools, they're great. They're going to break this house. It's cool. It's going to get old and dilapidated. Right. So what are the, eternal things that I can invest in. And those are the things that thankfully my wife helped me uh, stay focused on because yeah. uh, it's very easy for me to get distracted. So to answer your question, it's difficult, but it's yeah. a work in progress. Another thing that I try to keep in my mind as well is just open hands, keep things with open hands, whether it's our house, the tools that I have, my job, or even our kids, right? Yeah. Like keep things with open hands and trust the Lord. Right. And so whatever tomorrow brings, we'll, go forward with that. But I, I think that there's a verse in Colossians. I think there's one in Corinthians as well in Philippians that they're all very similar. It's like whatever you do, uh, whether you eat or drink, do all to the glory of God yep. or whatever you do, work as unto the Lord and not for men. Can a Christian find joy in woodwork? Absolutely. I mean, Jesus did too, right? 
Just yeah. kidding. That's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, seriously though. So it's like, it's just a matter of like being thankful. Right. And so it's like, Lord, thank you for giving me the opportunity to come out here and cut some wood and relieve some stress. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to have these four wonderful children that I get to make a bunk bed for. Yeah. yeah. Right. Even though it's taken way longer than I had hoped. <laughs> uh, so it's just a matter of just trying to keep that mindset rolling. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, saw the bunk bed in yeah. the girls' room. I I know they're going to be so excited yes, when that's yeah. finally done. That's it looks like it's getting close to being finished. Yeah, a triple bunk bed that is that's like the coolest. Cool. Well, it's kind of crazy. To a little personal fact about me is that I'm terrified of heights. <laughs> so being up there installing it, I, yeah. uh, it's a I little, like little scary. <laughs> Back to what you were talking about, I th- I think that you're the things that you can find joy in, even if they're hobby, and maybe they themselves aren't going to be eternal that sort of rounds you out as a person, I think, and makes you a better dad and a better husband and a better teacher. You're absolutely right. And there's a lot of connections that are going through my mind as I'm doing things like this as well, like tons of connections, like trying to think of one, like uh, there was for the mallets at the very top, when you insert the handle through the head, there are those wedges right there. And those wedges are literal wedges. They're just like little triangular shaped things. And so as you insert them down into those slots, it spreads that handle out into the head so the head doesn't come off. So as I was cutting them one day, just very intricate, I was like, you know, look at these wedges. And it just, the thought came across my mind. It was like, you know, these are specially designed pieces that are uh, used by the maker whenever I see fit, but they, they accomplish what they're intended to do. We had just come out of church and I was like, you know, that's a lot like God's word. God's word is very specific it accomplishes what it set outs to do. Mm-hmm. It makes me stronger. It, it grounds my faith. So there's just a lot of things like that, that as I'm working, I'm thinking through. So I'm becoming, like you said, more well-rounded in life, but then more even uh, sharpened yeah. in my faith, just woodworking or raising kids. There's tons of things you learn about the father when you have to be a father yeah, <laughs> that I never knew about before I was a dad. Yeah, I'm just like, wow, like, thank you for your patience, God, because Man, I don't have any. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. And there they all are. <laughs> and there they are. <laughs> Somebody new arrived. Yes. <laughs> got another kid in there. Yeah. yeah. There's a couple. <laughs> oh. But what you're saying is really true, though. I, I remember just a tiny moment with my daughter when she was really small, and I asked her to clean her room, and she was probably four years old, and she just simply said, but daddy, I don't want to. <laughs> and in that moment, it was so weird because, but glorious because God right. spoke to me in that moment. Like, you know, that's the way we are sometimes. That's right. Huh? Yeah, that's my response. You know, yeah. well, there are things that we have to do in life and, but daddy, I don't want to. Right. We, we know that it's what daddy it's what's best wants for us. us to that's do. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's amazing how kids teach us. And that's one thing that I want to pass off to, to the kids at school too, is that I mean, there's a ton of things that we learn about the Bible and about the storyline of redemption through Genesis through Revelation. But the biggest thing, it's a seventh grader. I mean, if you guys remember seventh grade, I do. It was not a great time. Right. right. <laughs> lots of change, lots of just weird things happening. So that's one, my one goal going into class every day is like, how can I show where God was faithful in this story or at this time? Things changed, people failed, people make mistakes, but God was faithful throughout all of it. And so how can we gather out of this story or this particular place today in our studies, how God's going to be faithful to us in our situation. Like I tell the kids all the time, there's, if he fails you, then you're the, the one person in human history yeah. that he's failed. 
that's not possible. Like he's mm, not, right. it's just not possible. So uh, if I could try to encourage just faithful, God's faithfulness, and then that inspires in me a desire to be faithful as well uh, in response to the love that I've received. That's what I want to do with my woodworking side job as well. Like one of the first things on my Instagram thing is it'll say Tyson Moore, you know, Christ follower. You know, I've made, I've predetermined in my mind if I ever grew this to a place where a company was like, hey, we'll work with you and pay you hundreds of thousands of dollars. You just got to take that part off. It's just non-negotiable. It's not going to happen. Yeah, right. So it's just like, you know, there are eternal things that matter and other things like money that's nice that doesn't. So I'll, I'll kind of try to keep the eternal things in that slot and then be free to enjoy the other things elsewhere. That's good. Well, you think we yeah. got a dry logo? Let's see. I'm yeah, going right. to cover everything else up. And yeah, I'm going to cover the, up the joy and then the try the red. Okay. okay. All right. I've never done this before. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yep. First time for everything. What, as far as working with, with this wood or? Uh, working kind of like a dual uh, color. Oh, gotcha, thing. gotcha. So we're uh, breaking new ground here. <clears throat> All right. That's good yeah, to me. Yeah, looks good to me. All right, we'll let that dry and then we'll peel it all off. Okay. Well, <laughs> how is uh, how's it looking for your soccer team this year? That, <laughs> yes, that's a good question because we haven't had tryouts yet. Is it just one grade level that's? It's actually sixth to eighth grade. So it's, oh, it's okay. So you got some guys coming cool. back, maybe. Yeah, and this year's also been kind of interesting, not only with the soccer thing, but the woodworking side has actually kind of transitioned into the school as well because our principal has asked me to do a woodworking elective. Oh, cool. So nice. twice, twice a week I've gathered some tools and we have a little shed there at the school. And um, I thought it was going to be something small, but I've got 25 kids in each class. That's awesome. So it's really challenging, but we, we built birdhouses the first semester and they were able to take them home and their parents were super excited and they loved it. That's great. They built something with their hands and, I think that that's really important too, because like, you know, growing up, a lot of this, this side business for me now is a result of the fact that I had a hobby as a kid. Yeah. And these days, you know, all of our kids and the students that I see are so um, preoccupied with digital stuff, which isn't bad, but there's not a lot of like hands-on, you know, learning. Do they not, is, is shop not a thing in most schools anymore? I don't anymore? think so It anymore. wasn't when I was even in school. Really? See, no. when I went to school, we took wood shop and metal shop. Yes, That's awesome. I remember that. I would have loved that. Saved me a lot of time yeah. learning by myself. <laughs> <laughs> so we did uh, we did a couple of projects this last semester. But I mean, I mean, even reading a tape measure is something that I take for granted. Like I was yeah. like, hey, you know, we, we're going to measure this today and then we'll cut tomorrow. And it's like, no, these, these kids have not really ever used a tape measure before. So we're going to start there. Then we're going to drill something, but they've never held a drill before. So I think with this particular group of 25 students, they're, uh, they're like you're saying, they're becoming more well-rounded just mm -hmm. using tools and yeah. building things. Well, and and you feel confident you, there's something that you can do. And like you said, with the woodworking especially, it's you go out there, you measure it, you cut it, and it's done. You've actually accomplished something concrete that you can see and say, I did this. Yeah, that's and right. that just adds miles to your confidence level. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's, it's really neat to see the joy. Well, it's, first, it's fear, like straight up fear. When I've handed them a drill, oh, yeah. it's like I'm handing them a pistol. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's right, like right. they're looking at it like this is a, this is a weapon. And I'm like, what? I mean, it could be. It it's dangerous. Be. Yes. You're right. Yeah. It could be. But with my help, I'm going to help you, you know, do this. And that's the challenging thing is I've usually got one drill and me and kids that are oh, waiting wow. for me to do it. But, you know, hopefully as we continue to expand the program in future years, it'll be a little bit uh, – more manageable and stuff like that. But it's, it's a lot of fun, especially when they realize that it's something that they can do. Like you said. Yeah. 
All right. Well, is it time for the big reveal yet? You think, or we need to? I don't let it know. Dry? Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. But I could hit can, it with that leaf blower. Yeah. yeah. Let me do that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the moisture outside has a lot. Yeah. That's yeah. 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 For sure. It was a rainy day. Yeah, we can do that. Let's go for it. Oh, yeah, look at that. Look at that. Beautiful. So cool, man. I'll just peel the rest off. Yeah. Hey, nice. Great. <laughs> nice, man. That is so cool. That is great. Too cool. Thanks for doing that. Oh, yeah. Let me get this in. You can play paper, rock, scissors for whose office it can be. <laughs> I think it goes in the studio. Studio. The studio for everybody. I love it. Well, there that's awesome. That's awesome, man. Yeah, you can do oh, that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Have any of the the kids shown any interest in oh, daddy's yes. loves? Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they all love going out in the yard kicking a soccer ball around mm -hmm. the girls have actually we've done the same birdhouse project we did at school i've actually done here with the girls oh cool so the girls have made their own uh birdhouses and that's another focus that i want to make this year is how can i get them more out in the shop now that they're getting older uh, obviously kid-friendly projects and whatnot but uh, yeah they love being out here mm -hmm. well tyson we really appreciate you letting us invade your home and we certainly appreciate the logo that yes. you carved out for us and the conversation was just yeah awesome, excellent, man. excellent. Absolutely. yeah absolutely it's my pleasure yeah. man thanks so much for coming you know that was such a, a great time with tyson and, it really was you know what a heart for jesus he really has there were so many takeaways mm -hmm. about that but there was one thing in particular that he talked about was that little quote that he had there on his sign, and it was a from a poem by C.T. Studd, and it was two lines. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. So good. You know, yeah. I, and that just really struck me, you know, with all of the things that Tyson balances, you know, doing all of the woodworking and his church life, work life, his family, coaching soccer, it, you know, he really focused on what is the most meaningful thing. Yeah, he's and making the main thing the main thing, you know? Absolutely. You know, he, he showed us that he places his joy in things that are eternal and that will make an impact for the kingdom. And, you know, at the release of this podcast, you know, the big news right now is the sudden passing of Kobe Bryant. Mm. Kobe was devout in his faith, and he made sure that the work he did after he retired from basketball made that impact. He would pour his life into his family and his community. And I think that's something we all really need to think about. We look at all of the aspects of our own lives. What are the things that we really want to put priority in that are going to make that eternal impact, that are going to really shine the light of Jesus mm -hmm. into those around us? And there was actually one part, and I actually looked up the poem by C.T. Studd, and maybe we can put it in the extras uh, features so that people can really read it, because it's a great, great poem. 
Uh, he said, give me, Father, a purpose deep, in joy or sorrow thy word to keep, faithful and true, whate'er the strife, pleasing thee in my daily life. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. It's such a powerful. Yeah, so yeah. good. You know, and it just, to me, it, it brings, when you look at scripture and something that's going to tie into that, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 to 18. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that is far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. You know, we don't have an eternity here on earth. With Kobe's young passing, I think that brings that to light, that we need to make sure that everything that we do does have Christ as first and foremost in our minds. Is this going to make an eternal impact for the kingdom? And to me, that was just such an important takeaway from all of the things that Tyson does, but yet he really keeps that focus that it's all about Jesus. Love that. Well, you can follow Tyson online. He is on Instagram at Tyson underscore more, and I highly encourage you to do that. You'll be in a large crowd of people, of course, yeah. with, <laughs> with over 84,000 followers, and it's because his videos are just so cool of his woodworking and other types of projects that he does. And check this out. Tyson actually helped us with a video of this podcast recording. So you'll get a behind-the-scenes look if you go to our Instagram. You'll find us at Finding Joy Podcast on Instagram. We've put that video up there, and uh, it's the latest post. Right. We'll have uh, bonus material, at least one, probably two posts of bonus material available for you on the website, thejoyfm.com, one of which will be sure to include that poem right. uh, that you just mentioned. But photographs from this particular podcast episode, the project that Tyson did for us, and then maybe uh, that'll come out probably very soon, if not already. And then we'll have some video as well for you uh, on bonus material. Right. And it, you know, it would be nice if some of Tyson's 84,000 followers would come over and follow us, come. which you can do. <laughs> come on. Come to the light. Come to the light. <laughs> you right. can follow the Finding Joy podcast on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and all of those links are also up at our website, thejoyfm.com. Hey, if you like today's episode, give us a five-star rating and review. It'll help more people find us you'll also be able to find us on apple google play everywhere else that you find fine podcasts you can listen on your smart speaker you got ways to listen yeah no so excuse. many ways <laughs> mind-blowing <laughs> you can email us your comments as well and if you have somebody that you feel like would be a great subject for us somebody we can visit with and find out what's bringing them joy in their life email us finding joy podcast at the joyfm.com next time on the finding joy podcast we travel to Warner Robins to spend a little bit of time with Juan DeVivo. Nope. No, no. wrong. No. Juwan. Juwan. Yes. Oh, Juwan. Yeah, yeah, Juwan. Yes. I said Juan. You're right. You're right. <laughs> That's all right. That's oh, so, all right. Okay. He actually uh, has some fun with uh, talking about his name. Yes. Shouldn't it be Juan? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he talks about it in his stand up comedy. He is a stand up comedian, budding stand up comedian. But budding, yes. You probably know him best 
for being the guitarist for a little band called Casting Crowns. Ever heard of them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of things that scare me, there's a place called the Laughing Skull in Atlanta. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I did five minutes there. Four minutes, actually, four minutes. Because the light goes off and it means you got a minute left, and I just went, okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> How'd it go? Though? And uh, that was kind of like, you know, the first time you go off the high dive as <laughs> right? a kid, yeah. you don't do a swan dive. You just jump off and go, okay, I didn't die. <laughs> so that was it. That was what I, that's why I did that. The next episode of the Finding Joy podcast comes out just in time for Valentine's Day hey. on the 13th. Every other Thursday, it's a brand new episode of the Finding Joy podcast.